For those who don't know at home, Tyson and I have four straight podiums. Mostly Tyson, but me on the right, all four of those tournaments. So I, I at this point, I'm pretty much committed to playing the right with Tyson. I think that that's our best pickleball. Um, but if you're asking me about what I'm going to do with Major League Pickleball this weekend, the answer to that is I think me and Jay are going to start with me on the right. Okay, we got Adam Stone on the podcast again. Um, Adam is my favorite guest to have on when I'm not that prepared because I know <laughs> that Adam's going to come on and carry me for 20 to 25 minutes. He's got all the questions. I, to be honest, guys, it's Sunday. I'm very focused on my fantasy football teams. Um, last night also didn't have a great night at, uh, anyways, not doing great with, with some of this money I'm making with MLP. So going to try to have Adam on and just have him carry me through this, this tough Sunday. Thank you for coming. Hey, I mean, that that's, that's what Sundays are for James. You're, you're a fantasy football guy and you need that day for you and your teams. And I, I respect that completely. So, uh, you know, we, we got a lot of, we got a lot of merger talk, MLP, PPA, you know what, we're going to pivot James. We're going to actually talk about pickleball today. We're going to have a few conversations about some uh, f uh, fun topics, and then we're going to get into that premier level pool play, uh, which is right around the corner. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. After do you, it. So, sir. Yes. So, uh, so James, uh, I wanted to ask you, since you are a self-proclaimed right side men specialist, if you uh, are continuing to think that way, or there was maybe a couple things you ran into in round two of right side special play, uh, this previous tournament in Cincinnati. Yes. So, well, this is actually round four of, of being a right side special. Oh, it's four, four. Yeah, okay. So, I'm so mistaken. For those who don't know at home, Tyson and I have four straight podiums, mostly Tyson, but me on the right, all four of those tournaments. So, I, I, at this point, I'm pretty much committed to playing the right with Tyson. I think that that's our best pickleball. Um, but if you're asking me about what I'm going to do with major league pickleball this weekend, the answer mm -hmm. to that is I think me and Jay are going to start with me on the right. Okay. All right. And now I was going to lead into that. You just segued beautifully. Well done there, James. Yes. So the reason for that mainly is because we've got some really, uh, tough left side players in that pool right we've got ben riley aj or thomas some guys with great attacks great hands and i think that jay and i can use the strategy that tyson and i have used pretty frequently or mostly you know throughout this sort of run that we're having i guess is jay taking the middle with his forehand dinking cross basically keeping everything in front of me and then i'm just dinking middle dinking line and not really giving any wide forehands to anybody because Jay is a great dinker. His soft game's great, but he might, he's not necessarily known for his counters. So that's kind of our strategy. And I think we would be a little bit afraid to have me on the left, maybe because I like to dink aggressively. And that might lead to some balls that might dinks that are a little high and that could get Jay in trouble. So that's gotcha. the first reason. No, oh, second oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's a great breakdown. Go ahead. Yeah. And so that's a bigger, that's the thing for us. And we also feel like Jay could probably, I, I think, I think Tyson feels this way too, is like, if you're playing the left with me on the right, um, I'm really uh, confident, especially when I'm on the right in 
my counters. Um, cause if I'm covering 40% of the court, I think I'm, I'm pretty tough to attack for sure. And that makes it so that that left side player can be aggressive and, and really dink aggressively gives him more freedom. But, um, I think the other thing too, is Jay can take more thirds. Jay's thirds are great. Obviously he doesn't miss them. And it's, it's tough because in an MLP style format, there's no unwinding of the stack and unwinding of the stack actually helps me get to the kitchen, right? Big serve drop to the other other side. So at MLP, it can get tough. And if he's taking 70% of the court on thirds, I've actually been practicing crashing with the two-handed backhand, little Annalise style stuff. I'm not going to give too much away, but uh, that could be, we'll see how that goes in men's obviously, but that's, that's another thing. No, I love that. See, that's, I just like this simple question for me and a very detailed answer from you. This, this is how it's supposed to work right here, James. And I really like that. Um, I think that Jay's hands are much better when he's not spread out. So uh, so not you on the right, not dinking too far out wide to a quality right side attacker, I think really plays into your benefit uh, when he can focus on on less of a counterattack range and zone. I think he does a much, much better job. So I, I, I like this strategy, especially with, uh, you know, that tidbit of a more dominant left side pool and that puts you heads up from those left side players and man it's it's going to be fun i'm sure i'm going to get a call on a couple of these matches in your pool and i think i think it's going to be fun to to try to see that strategy play out in real time we'll see we'll see cuz those are some tough t- i mean our pool is well i'll i'll let you lead this you know this is your podcast but our no, pool no go <laughs> our pool is a total no. joke no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, of course, when, when you have been on a team, and so I just had the teams pulled up here. I don't even have the pool, but DC Pickleball team is pretty quality. And there, mm-hmm. there's quite a few teams in this premier level where it's four very solid players, and then there's a lot of teams that have three really good players and a wild card, where if they step up, it could be real nasty. And uh, I think mostly that's women, but it's also a couple of fellas as well. And I think that's Alshon with the DC pickleball team. Yeah. Just like you said, the women, I think if they're, you know, so somebody like Christian, um, that team is really good outside of Christian, right? Like we'll just, you know, make <laughs> just, just for worded record, right? perfectly. <laughs> Just for reference, like the Calmotos just got to the finals and they're not even, I wouldn't even say that women's is their best event. I think they're maybe better at mixed. They're really good at mixed. And if you watch San Clemente and what they did on ATX against us in singles, they can play singles at a really high level. So can Riley. Riley's not a guy that plays singles, but he can play singles at a high level too. Obviously Christian's a great singles player. So that's a really good singles team. Um, not a spectacular singles team, but a very good one and a really good mixed team. That could be the best mixed team in the uh, in the tournament, I think. I mean, I think that our mixed team is also very good, but their mixed team could be better. And uh, the men's team, we'll see. I think it's, it's interesting because we obviously want to make Christian hit as many balls as possible. Because if you look at the gap in men's doubles of ability between like any two players on any given men's team, I think that gap between Riley and Christian is the biggest. Um, obviously, you know, you've got Ben and Eric, but I think Eric is more of a 
proven men's player. I think he's got more men's reps and he is a good men's player, especially on the right playing 30% of the court. But Christian, you know, that's a huge men's gap, but we can't return to Christian. We really don't want to because his thirds are great. Riley's forehand pancake crash might be the best crash in the game. We don't see it often because everyone returns to Riley for that reason. Um, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to return to Riley. And then at the kitchen, you know, it, it's weird because that's going to be the issue with our strategy, right? Like for, Christian can pull off the bounce on his forehand, could get Jay in trouble. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think we're going to try to get Christian hit as many backhand inside, inside foot dinks as we can. And then, you know, Riley's forehand isn't going to kill us. If, if we lose to Riley's forehand, um, that's, that's on us. So, right. So do you think that that could possibly be a men's team that is somewhat fluid or do you think the situation will have to be very bad for Riley to step over to the right side? It would have to be bad. Um, okay. Probably because, I mean, I, I would say that Christian on the left would be what everyone would want because it's easier to make him hit more balls because if Christian's on the left, actually you can return to Christian because Riley's backhand crash isn't, you know, his, with his backhand grip, it goes up. He doesn't really have the hottest two-handed backhand. Um, it's great, but it's not, you know, he's not, it's not the pancake. And it's, I think if, you know, that team just wants to make it so that Riley can hit as many balls as possible. And if, if Christian's on the left, it's, it's going to be tough because he's not doing anything with that, with that backhand. So we would just hit every ball there. Yeah. And I, I'll have to say DC pickleball team is one of my favorite teams. I'm not going to say it's number one, but I, I just really like the Kawamoto's and then, you know, that Me upside too. of, of, of Alshon, if he can, you know, just step it up just a level and to touch on what you said, I really think that Riley is probably top 10 or 12 singles player, four points at a time. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so that, that, that's a tough team. And we also have the Chicago slice with, you know, world number one, Ben John's on there as well. And a couple slightly questionable picks in my opinion so since we had been at the uh very very early right at the turn the chicago slice were able to grab jesse irvin Lacey schneeman and then they finished off their draft with what you said eric lang uh tell me about the slice well it's it's definitely not the uh seattle pioneers um that's for sure so that matters. I think it's going to be easier to get Eric involved because he's not earning everything like Tyler is, you know, like, and Tyler's a great men's player. And so is Eric, but you've got Ben on the other side of the court. You want to hit them the ball. And I think that we can get Eric more involved than we got Tyler for that reason. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to attack Eric. That's for sure. I mean, I played, you know, me and Tyson played Eric at TOC and he had some, some one handed backhand counters. Like his punches is, is a joke. So we'll see. That's a that's a tough team to play. I think Ben made a good choice uh, when it comes to men's in taking Eric. Um, but I don't know. I mean, mixed. We'll see. Right. Like that could be uh, I'm, I'm maybe not super high on like if Eric were to play with Lacey, I would imagine that's going to be the case because I know Ben likes to play with Jesse and Ben and Jesse. That could be the best mixed team in the tournament. Um, maybe. I mean, I also think. If, if Riley plays, I mean, Riley and Jackie could also be the best mixed team in the tournament, um, because my personal opinion is that Jackie is um, I'd rather play Jesse and mixed than Jackie. I think Jackie is underrated in, in all uh, all aspects, but 
that's a really tough mixed team. And, you know, I guess you got to hope you get them to singles. I think, I think that's the thing. The Seattle pioneers were, that was their weakness singles. Obviously we lost to them in a dream breaker. So I, I don't know how qualified I am to say that, but <laughs> you know, this team might be actually a little worse at singles than the pioneers were. Mm -hmm. So, and Jesse can play four points, I'm sure. And, and she, she sh showed some good singles results actually at beer city. I think she, Correct. uh, but you know, I think overall that's, uh, you just, you want to take him to a dream breaker, I would say. Yeah, no, uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, true. And, you know, Jesse, she plays her role so nicely. And it was Beer City Open. She actually, I think she made the semis and, and got the, got fourth maybe. Uh, but yeah, four points at a time is a, pardon my friend, show, as we all know. Uh, but I think the key here is Eric Lang mixed is a big, big factor for me. I have seen him in previous MLPs not be the dominant force that his length would suggest. I know he's an older gentleman around my age, around the 40 spot. So uh, that 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 makes a big difference. And I know Jesse Irvin and, and Schneeman are, are buddies, and that's a good kind of more offensive, uh, but possibly volatile player and Schneeman with more of a solid, consistent Jesse. But I haven't really seen, now Jesse's very good at what she does, but I haven't really seen many changes in her game for pretty much since... I started, which was four or five years ago. So really like her, plays her role well. And she, when she does have those offensive threats with Ben Johns and Lacey Schumann as partners, I, I just wonder if it was possibly a slight reach there. And then uh, the Eric Lang mixed could be uh, a, a spot that you could uh, get some get some freebies or, or get a match or steal a match away. So either way, you got Ben on your team. It's good. Many other players, you go. You got something you want to say. James, go ahead. All I'll say is this. I'm very happy that Ben did not select Gabe Tardio. Gabe Tardio, right. Yes. That so, would have been a problem. Yeah, right. No, I I, I know what you're saying. And I, I was, man, I love Eric. And I think he is a clear-cut Me men's, dub, men's doubles premier player. I mean, shoot. I remember back in the early days when I was playing left with Deckel, and I would just hook my forehand into his backhand counter over and over and over again. And it did not work out well for me. Uh, so I think that shocking, I think that shockingly, I would have gone differently than two of the next three picks after Ben. And I think that that has Me never too. happened. That has never happened before when Ben is basically drafting the team as he's drafted with the first pick. Yeah. I mean, he killed it with Seattle. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It. Um, and we'll see, I'm not going to doubt him, but I, I would not have taken Lacey where she was taken. Um, and I think Eric, it's tough because, you know, he does have some limitations in mixed, but Ben wants to be 100% certain that he's winning men's. And I'll tell you what, I think Eric might've been the best choice for that. I, I mean, getting, beating that men's team is going to be very tough. So, you know, that's all I okay. have. Yeah, that's, no, no. Uh, perfect. Uh, what is the third team in your pool? Tell me. The third team in our pool is um, Annalise team. So that's a pretty tough team. God. Also. We Dude. might have the hardest group, hardest group of all time. It's a yeah, joke. I mean, yeah. So, cause I, I didn't uh, like look super hard at the groups. Cause I, the hard eights are in the challenger. So I'm just looking at the team construction here, but my God, that is a brutal pool. As if yeah. AJ Kohler just plays. Okay. That is a very, yeah. very good team. I know. 
I wonder how they're going to do that. I, 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 because you know, AJ and Thomas, when they used to play together, AJ was usually on the left, taking a lot of court, but now maybe it's in their best interest to have Thomas on the left. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think that 12 to 18 months ago that AJ was the better, more dangerous player. And I, not sure I believe that anymore. <laughs> Thomas has a pretty special skill set and he's really kind of stepped up now that he's got his medical stuff situated. So I personally would put Thomas on the left, but we we shall see. And just just to be clear, this team is Irina Tereshenko, the MLP GOAT, Anna Lee Waters, Thomas Wilson, and AJ Kohler, the cousin. So so really, uh, I mean, I believe AJ was AJ was the next to last pick. And it was similar to you guys, James who got Jay, I believe the number 40. So it's two highly drafted players last year or in the first season of this year. And did they fall too far? Maybe so. You know, I, it's weird because it's like, I'm very happy that Riley didn't take AJ uh, instead of Christian. Cause obviously, I mean, AJ's, he's been a little volatile, but if it was Riley, AJ and two Kalamotos, um, I would be penciling them in as the favorite. Um, so it's, it's tough. I, I, I think that's a men's team where we're definitely going to want to keep it in front of me, uh, because they can both attack very well and that could be a problem. I, I don't know what we're going to do against that men's team. I think outside of, I don't know, returning to AJ, I guess I, that's, that's a weird one. It depends on where they're, where they're lined up. Like if, if Thomas is on the left, Maybe I should play the left. Just go backhand cross with Thomas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and I would say I would say AJ is a better. Yeah, granted he hit he he misses and hits the tape a lot, but I think he's a better initiator when he's on. So sure. uh, in terms of in terms of the speed ups and his hands are electric. Uh, so the power of Thomas on the forehand and he's got some very different skill sets and it, and it's kind of cool that they're cousins in that regard. But I think when AJ's on in front of Jay is going to be is a tough situation for you guys. Yeah, I don't think we want that. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this men's team. I've tried not to try to just block it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just block it out. Oh, I forgot. I, I have a just a general strategy question for MLP. How big of an advantage do you think it is when a team has all four players playing the same side the whole tournament? Like, for instance, a, a lefty guy. So the lady gets to play left twice uh, in both of her doubles matches. A small or big advantage? Well, I think that it is a uh, – that's true because – so I played last year for the Ranchers, and I played the right in men's, and I was taking 30% of the court, not doing anything, and then I had to go out there and play mixed. So it's a big difference. It's it's not easy to play the right in men's and then go play mixed. So I think that is a, that's a valid concern because I remember going out there to play mixed and just feeling kind of um, – just like it's such a huge change in role in such a short period of time. But then I felt a lot more comfortable transitioning to mixed after playing the left with Hayden, because obviously I'm not treating it like mixed, but I would play the left with Hayden and then I'd go out there and play mixed on the left also. So me personally, I felt more comfortable staying on the same side. Uh, I think that it's, it's interesting because you could say the same for Tyler being able to play the right, the entire time in men's and then go play mixed on the right. But him, you know, he didn't have mixed results at the last event. 
So I'm not really sure, but is your question geared towards like, you know, how easy is it to transition from men's to mixed? If you're playing the right in men's in a small role, then you have to take 70% of the court in mixed. Yeah. And also for the ladies as well, that say, yeah. for instance, for the hard eights, we have Eva Radzikowska and the left-handed CJ Klinger. So Eva will be able to play Got the it. left twice. So uh, I, I'm just, I used to be kind of back and forth between flexibility and locked into your role. And I am much more a locked into your role guy at lately. And so I was just wondering what you thought, if that's just kind of whatever, or actually a pretty big team advantage. I think it could be, I, I think we got to see, but I think that that does, that makes sense because there's so there's almost no time in between, you know, men's women's and then mixed it's switching sides. Isn't easy. And it's a lot mm -hmm. of pressure. It's easier to stay on the same side, I think. So, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. So, uh, how are we doing on time here? Are, are we, are we, we might have one more topic and then we got to, Oh God. Okay. Well, we let's, uh, I mean, we, we only got to, we, we were only talked about my group. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So we have to touch on this. He's your boy and uh, everyone wants to talk about it. And so uh, let's let's just touch on this Loom Tyson feud here. Okay, so we had okay. the we had the, the chirpiness. We had a little birdie coming out from from your guy Tyson. And these guys, I'm not sure exactly when it was, but played several several tournaments together. Uh, a couple years ago as well. So they, they have some rapport and some friendship, both been along, around for a long time, but uh, things escalated quickly. And here we are. You know, I, it's, it's a tough situation because I, you know, you look at the, the podcast that Tyson, that Tyler's doing with Jimmy. And mm -hmm. I know that if I had a friend, I've got a friend named Dave, right? Just a random friend. I bring him on my podcast <laughs> Right. If I bring my random friend on my podcast and then I whisper in his ear, hey, hey, I want you to say, you know, this about Adam Stone, this about whatever. And then it's not me saying it. It's just you saying it. So basically what Tyler did is he brought his his fat friend from Utah, just a random dude. And now this guy, I mean, I don't know if Tyler's in his ear. Who knows who's in Jimmy Miller's ear? Maybe maybe Jimmy Miller is just a guy who is, you know doing his own thing. But if I, if I were Tyson, I don't think I would be super happy about the things that they're saying that, that Tyler and Jimmy are saying, because most of it, I mean, Tyler did tweet, right? Like, can you find one thing that I personally said about Tyson on my podcast? And maybe, maybe Tyler didn't say anything personally, but you brought Jimmy on and Jimmy's saying this and that and this, and Jimmy's, you know, and I, I mean, I don't have a problem with Jimmy personally. I, I, uh, I mean, he's, you know, it is what it is, but Jimmy likes to roast people and Jimmy's roasting <laughs> Tyson and that's just what's going on. So I think is Tyler sort of at fault for maybe he's encouraging it. He's definitely the one posting it and, and sending it out there on his YouTube channel. Yeah. I think that's a real factor here, but I went on their podcast I had a great time. I, I don't want any, uh, any problems with last guy. I want problems with is Jimmy, you know, he could eat me. Right. <laughs> I don't want any issues with that guy. Oh yeah. But, no, I, I, I think I agree with you and, and let's be clear. Some people might not know this, but Tyler, he's always kind of been an online troll. He likes, he likes to poke a little bit. And I think he might've found someone that he can sort of speak through without uses a repercussions. Vehicle. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I'm not sure that might work briefly, 
but I'm not sure that that's something sustainable that you can get away with. Eventually, it kind of becomes you sort of saying the same thing. So yeah. uh, it, it is a dicey situation. And uh, either way, uh, I, I think it's it's entertaining and interesting. So uh, have at it, fellas, as long as I'm not involved. Yeah. And I mean, I've, you know, I've played with both of them this year and I, I played with Tyler twice now. I've got another tournament with him at nationals and I've always had a great time with him. I think he's a great guy personally, so I don't want to, you know, make it seem like I'm throwing Tyler under the bus. I'm mostly throwing Jimmy under the bus if he can fit. <laughs> uh, he can so fit. that's three, that's three. <laughs> nice. Well done. Way to squeeze in three in two minutes. Well done. <laughs> so no, I mean, I don't really have a problem. I mean, I I'm just kind of saying what I think. And, uh, I know that I'm not going to blame Tyler for it because in a couple of years I might start my own podcast and, and bring Dave on, you know, I'm not, Dave. I'm not against what's going on here. I, I think it's great sure. for the sport. So, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. I, I guess there was, I'm not, I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't listened to the podcast or anything, but I guess there was something. So we'll, we'll just end on this funny story. Uh, so I guess that there was something about carrying a bag or some comment about his wife in some regard. And, uh, I just thought this was funny because I was one day, Thomas Wilson, one of the nicest guys on tour, I was having a, a couple light cocktails with him, a couple adult beverages. We were just shooting the crap, having a good old time. And something came up about wives and significant others. And he just had this big smile on his face. And he goes, "I, Adam, I personally, I think I'm a really nice guy. But if you mess with my wife, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> and he was joking not joking so there you yeah. go uh super nice guy but if you mess if you say some words about someone's significant other sometimes uh it gets a little chippy and we'll just leave it at that huh yeah i that's a great way to end this because i i don't i agree so all right adam thank you for coming on you carried me again uh thanks for <laughs> you know all the listeners out there who've been begging me to have adam back on all you know five of them in the comments uh, <laughs> one was my mother. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, man. See you.